The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about how to use content to stand out in the age of the coronavirus. Joining us again is Hope Horner, who is the founder and CEO of Lemonlight, which is an on-demand video production company that offers brands and agencies access to high-quality, affordable video content nationwide. Hope Horner is a three-time entrepreneur who's been featured in Inc.'s Top 25 Entrepreneurs to Watch and Entrepreneurs 11 Marketing Experts That Could Change Your Business. Yesterday, Hope and I talked about how to stand out in a cluttered content market. And today, we're going to talk about how to salvage your growth plan in the midst of a global pandemic. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Hope Horner, founder and CEO at Lemonlight. Hope, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks so much, Ben. Pleasure to be here as always. Pleasure to have you back. Yesterday, we talked about content marketing. How, as people are shifting their budget away from performance marketing to viral and organic growth, can they make the most of the assets they have? What assets can they create, where and how they should publish them? And I think underlying in this conversation is things are really changing right now. We're all impacted by the coronavirus. You and I are both working from home. Everybody is. And most of our paid budgets have been slashed. So all of a sudden, we're sitting here looking at a different way to grow our business, and we're trying to get creative. Talk to me about your advice for trying to salvage growth marketing plans in the midst of all the craziness that's going on. I think with the shift that we've seen recently, you definitely have to take a step back and figure out what about your current growth strategy makes sense and where does it need to pivot a little bit. There are opportunities now that we actually didn't have before, which I'm happy to talk a little bit more about. And I think that there are definitely things that we have planned from before that no longer make sense. So the first thing, you know, similar to what we've talked about before is really kind of taking a look at what you have, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Yeah, your money is more valuable than it used to be, right? People are holding on to cash. They're moving away from performance marketing. And I do think that part of the exercise here is resetting expectations. And we recorded Crisis Marketing Week a few weeks ago and talked about some of the steps to manage through crisis. And one of the first ones was understand the landscape, you know, evaluate if there is a crisis and figuring out what inventory you have. As you're starting to think about evaluating your growth marketing plans, what are some of the things that you've looked at? And what are some of the things that you've seen other brands decide to cut, make sure that they kept 
Walk me through your strategy. So for our growth plan, the first thing that we did was look at, you know, what still made sense to continue doing and what didn't make sense. And where were there new opportunities? I think that felt a little bit scary to explore at first, but I think we found some interesting places to think a little bit even longer term and not just short term. I'll give you a specific example. So the content that we're writing right now, most of the time is pretty topical. Of course, now in the midst of this pandemic, but even before, we talk a lot about the latest video trends and what Facebook is now doing for video and things like that. So because a lot of that type of content isn't quite as relevant right now, we've really taken this opportunity to shift some of our focus into kind of longer term, bigger picture strategy. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Pillar Pages. What's Pillar Page? So pillar pages are something that was potentially coined by HubSpot. That's definitely where we learned about it first. But it's basically this idea of it's a written content page that just has, it's a very, very long piece of content. And it covers kind of every possible idea related to a certain topic. And then it has all these different branches out to other content that are shorter versions of the content, whether it's video or other blog articles or a variety of different content. And then those point back to the pillar page. So for pillar pages, the real focus is on building some SEO value for the website, right? It's kind of this like end-all be-all place where people can find every piece of information they ever wanted about a certain topic, but then it makes it really easy to kind of dive in and find bits of information that might be more specific. And we have found a lot of success with pillar pages. We started doing them probably about two years ago, and we get a lot of traffic to our pillar pages. We found them to be a really valuable resource for our customers. We tweaked them and tested them and found that when we add videos, for example, in certain places that they convert better. These are one of the places that we do get leads driven more than some of our just more independent blogs. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. (laughs) 
Let me ask you about an example to make sure that I understand this. So at the MarTech podcast, we have our categories, right? Some guests are talking about B2B versus B2C. And we're actually creating a thousand word blog post on what is B2B in the context of MarTech. And the idea is that we're going to have this thousand word blog post, which is a relatively long post with links to all of the content related to B2B that we've published. Is that a pillar page? It's essentially the hub where everything else can link a category page? Yeah. A hub is a great word for it. So we typically look up words that we want to rank for. So video marketing is a great example. And then we create a tree of like, what are all of the questions people want to know about video marketing? Everything from what is video marketing to how do I get started to how do I create a video marketing strategy? And we go through all of that. Then we highlight which of these need specific articles and then which are just going to primarily live within the pillar page itself. And then, of course, like which ones are going to be videos or infographs, but things like that. And then, yeah, we create that hub of content that kind of houses all of it. And it's been really effective for us. I've been frankly surprised by the results in a very good way. And it's been something we wanted to spend more time focusing on, but just honestly haven't had the time to prioritize it. So that's been one of the big areas that we've really been focusing on during this time to prioritize that type of content. So content that maybe isn't as valuable short-term, but is a little bit more valuable long-term because we know that a lot of people, especially at the very beginning, weren't buying anything. So it didn't matter how much money we spent on sales and marketing, it wasn't really changing the buying patterns of our customers. We were thinking about how we could use this time to kind of build a longer-term strategy to increase sales overall. Interesting. So, you know, we went through kind of a similar exercise. And I think the takeaway here is if you have to pivot your marketing and you don't have the same playbook that you can operate from, you have to look for creative new ways to market, or maybe the reality is that your business is going to shrink. And if that's the case, and there's no point in you running the same marketing operations you were running, that gives you actually a luxury. It allows you to invest in some of the projects that you've had as you're like, can't get to it right now, but want to do it projects. And for us here at the MarTech podcast, hey, some of the sponsorship outreach we were doing wasn't going to be as successful. We trim back in some of our paid advertising. We've got some extra time. What are we doing? We're starting to build out the community features that we have because A, we want to build a community and get to better understand who is listening to our podcast, engage with them. But it also potentially gives us another monetization path down the road. So building infrastructure in the time that you have a little extra bandwidth and freedom is something that is a good use of time and will pay dividends down the road. As you start to think outside of just, hey, my business is going to shrink a little bit, but I'm going to try to make it up with future prospects. Are there any things that you've seen businesses do to protect their growth marketing plans that are more short term, kind of viral or hacky ways to continue to get growth? while moving away from their existing playbook? So one thing that we've seen are clients refocusing on certain benefits of their products that maybe weren't as important before. So give me an example of how a company is changing their growth strategy, whether it is marketing mix, right? Moving from paid to content, or sometimes just thinking about describing your business in a different fashion. Any examples come to mind? Oh, yeah. We've definitely seen this a lot. A lot of products have multiple features. And one example that I think of immediately is there was a client we have that is an energy packet. It's a powder and you put it into your water. Like an emergency type thing. Exactly. And it gives you energy and it helps boost your immunity and it gives you all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs. And traditionally, we have really always focused the conversations around the energy that it gives you. And that's what they've seen traditionally convert the best. 
But in light of what's going on currently, we've really shifted their focus to talk more about the immunity benefits, right? So how it's going to boost their immune system and kind of keep them healthier. Because I think obviously in the current climate, that is top of people's mind right now. Brilliant. I could see a company like Five Hour Energy starting to be called Five Hour Immunity. Just have the exact same product and just change the label. Yeah. I mean, things like that. We've definitely seen some of our customers kind of revisit their messaging and talk about different product features that make more sense in today's climate. So I hope I guess the last question that I have for you is, we talked about some of the ways that you can pivot your growth strategy. Hey, look, everybody focus on content, focused on organic, build relationships. Those are some of the channels that I've seen brands be successful with. What are some of the things that you don't want your customers to do? You don't want to continue on as if nothing has happened. I would say for the large, large, large majority of people and companies and brands, this is a big change. And most consumers are experiencing that same change as well. So I think you really have to think about what makes sense for your brand right now and be able to respond quickly and adapt to really stay relevant and continue to grow. Yeah. And, you know, authenticity, the right person, right message, right place, right time. The message is going to change in this era. It's a dynamic shift that we're dealing with. And if there's anything else we could use, hope, it's a little bit of hope. I appreciate you coming on the show. Sorry to make a pun out of your name, but thank you for being our guest on the show. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Hope Horner, founder and CEO of Lemonlight, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Hope, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Hope Horner, H-O-P-E-H-O-R-N-E-R. Or you can visit her company's website, which is lemonlight.com, L-E-M-O-N-L-I-G-H-T.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we've got summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.